What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleach Report's college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm Mello, and joining me as always on Fridays, I got Matt Miller, Bleacher Report's lead draft analyst. Matt, welcome to the show, hey, buddy. Mello, thanks for having me on. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. And uh, it's going to be a fun show tonight. We've got the fastest guy at the Combine, Zedrick Woods, joining us. A ton of news and notes to go through. And by the way, the top five tonight, plenty. I couldn't spit it out. <laughs> plenty of people are going to be pissed off at us. Yeah, because we are going with our top five favorite college football players. These are guys that are still active in college football, and I think you know who I'm going to take first. I do. I didn't even put him on my big board. No, it's uh, a so. huge man crush. Uh, one guy that we won't have to talk about is Kyler Murray, and a lot of people are talking about Kyler Murray, especially Charlie Casserly comes out and says he's hearing that maybe Kyler Murray has one of the worst interviews of any quarterback he's ever seen. Isn't it weird how if you're the person who enters the show, you just become the host? Yeah. Like, you, you don't even, like, it's just like, it's just I talked first, it's now my show. <laughs> I have the microphone. You will listen to every word I have to say. Here's the thing about Charlie Casserly. I, I've thought a lot about this because I've told this story before, and I'm when I was 18, I wanted to be a scout. Like, my, I wanted to be the next Bill Walsh. That was my whole goal in life, right? Like, aim high, Jesus Christ. Couldn't just want to be, like, Dick Tobin or something. Like, no, I want to be Bill Walsh. And, and so I started, you know, reaching out. That was back in the day when you could just find GM's email on the internet and email them. And so Charlie Castle, was one of the people that was super cool. And I, there was actually a, a moment, a small moment in time, the Texans, when he was there, had an opening that I thought I was going like, to go interview for, but I couldn't leave you. I couldn't leave my daughter. So I didn't take it. So <laughs> I love the order that those yeah, came in. Yeah, she knows. So long story <laughs> short, I have a lot of respect for Charlie Castle. He was super kind to me and I bet he doesn't remember it. Like this was 18 years ago. Yeah, Charlie's getting up there in age. Yeah, probably doesn't remember it. However, he's full of shit. You think so? I do think so. I think he has an agenda. Do you know that, and I I am a big conspiracy theory guy, so uh, <laughs> do you know that Charlie Casserly gets paid to prepare players for the Combine? I did not know that. Do you know that Kyler Murray is not one of the players that he Well, and also, sometimes teams give misleading reports as well. Uh, yeah. So even if it's not a conspiracy, I will guarantee that there are teams talking and saying, oh, Kyler Murray had an absolutely terrible interview. So let's say you are the Raiders and you absolutely love Kyler Murray. You are going to tell people and you're going to come out and say, man, we had Kyler in here and he did absolute dog shit for us. Couldn't do anything on the board. Was a terrible interview. It's everything that we saw with the Dan Patrick show because you're hoping he falls to number four. Wait, you said the Raiders? Who's their general manager? Uh, NFL Network guy. I don't know oh, which weird. one. Oh, weird. Where's Charlie Casserly work? <laughs> NFL Network. <laughs> exactly. So we're starting <laughs> to connect some dots here. Uh, conspiracy theory. I'm going to turn into Alex Jones Cookie of football dink. here. <laughs> Start yelling. By the end of the me. year. Veins <laughs> popping out of your forehead. Speaking <laughs> of conspiracy theories, I want to address a tweet that I sent this week. I, on Wednesday, tweeted that uh, there is a lot of smoke basically coming out of Cleveland not because, not a dumpster fire joke, but like rumors coming out of Cleveland about they were trying to do something big. I did not, and I, I can, Connor and I talked about this, and I even told him to screenshot it. I was like, I want you to screenshot this because it's like Wednesday afternoon. I, there's no backtracking. The rumor that I heard was that they were trying to clear cap space to potentially go after Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. But, and here's what I told Connor, I don't love this source, so I'm not going to put it out there. Right. But 
I had so many people calling me. I, friends who do radio in Cleveland were texting me. Hey, what are you hearing? Friends in the NFL texted me. Hey, are you hearing this too? So like, it wasn't just me being like, oh, I'm bored on a Wednesday. Let's fire up a tweet. Dude, I had people slide into my DMs and be like, I have heard this. Have you guys heard it too? And it was still, it was the same thing that yeah. the Browns are really all in on Odell so Beckham. People wanted to know, and, and some people came to me. Why didn't you readdress this? And I said, I'm going to address it on the podcast. There's it. So there is talk out there that Odell could be traded. The Browns are, are probably a front runner for that. The 49ers have always been linked to him. And then obviously the Raiders, because the Raiders are linked to Antonio Brown as well. well so and they have it would make three first round picks. They right. have the capital to move and get a guy like Odell Beckham. Matt, what do you think it would take for a team to get him? Because <sighs> the Browns are sitting there at 17. The Niners are probably, I don't think they're going to give up the number two I think two it would pick. take a one and a two. Yeah, and there are not very many teams. And I'm like captain trade everybody. But, right. man. I honestly, I I don't think we've seen the best of Odell. I don't Beckham. either. We haven't seen him fully healthy. We've we seen him with seen, a good quarterback. Exactly. We're not a quarterback in his prime. Say what you want about Eli Manning. He might be a Hall of Famer, but he's also like 36 years old. I will say what I want about Eli Manning. <laughs> I think if you compare Odell Beckham with a good quarterback, he might be the best receiver we've ever seen. Hey, and now. Athletically, he's okay. never going to do what Jerry Rice <laughs> okay. did. Jerry Rice was a complete package. I won't blaspheme Jerry Rice. <laughs> I rolled my sleeves up. <laughs> I was ready to fight you after that. I, I agree with you. I'm really glad you said that because I, I had not thought that before, that I don't think we've seen the best of Odell. And I like trying to take away my fandom for any team, the, the Niners shouldn't trade number two for him, obviously, so they're out most likely. Right. Uh, the Raiders aren't going to trade four, but they also 24 have... and 27. That's not much, though. I think Odell's worth, I don't know. The, the good news is you know the Giants would just fuck it up. Well, let's look at those picks, though. Pick 24, I believe, is that the one they got from the Cowboys? That's, no, no, that's Khalil Mack, 24. is 27 okay, so, is Amari Cooper. 20, if you can trade 27 and get Odell Beckham, then I think that we can go back and revisit that trade and say, yes, the Raiders did win it if they do that. You just but have to give up so much. It, it will cost more than pick 27, maybe 24, maybe some twos in there, too, because they also have a pick in the 30s as well. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Odell, that's a huge cap number. I don't know why you would be in a rush to trade that dude, but they're the Giants. They didn't tag Landon Collins. They're sticking with Eli Manning. You're going to get rid of potentially Landon Collins and Odell Beckham, but you are going to let it ride with Eli Manning as your quarterback. Speaking of, this isn't on the rundown, but did you see that Eric Weddle's like getting followed by Chiefs players? I think the Chiefs are just, they want to hit big. I saw Chris Jones doing some stuff with Le'Veon Bell, too. And like they don't have the cap space no, for that, don't. and they shouldn't. They don't do not it. spend yeah, money no. on offense. If you were going to spend money this offseason, do it on defense. So yeah, a guy like Eric Weddle, do you, he might be a guy that would take like the veteran minimum yeah, to come win in Kansas. Two year deal. I am not afraid to say that I was. Uh, it might be tampering. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> I am not afraid to say. <laughs> never I'm mind. Afraid to say it. But is we, he tampering? I have no idea if it is or not. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, but no one else does. It's probably tampering. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no. Let's but they, on. <laughs> they do need help there in Kansas City, and a lot of teams are trying to get Odell Beckham. There is smoke. A lot of it. Just, yeah, Cleveland is, I think Cleveland is the smokiest of the smokes. I would love to see Baker Mayfield with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, who are best friends, by the way. Yeah. Like David Njoku, Kareem Hunt. God, they'd be like the, That might be the best the offense in the second NFL. second powerful offense in the NFL, right behind the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes who's one of my favorite quarterbacks. 
My absolute favorite quarterback, though, Trevor Lawrence, says he is staying in college, not leaving early. I absolutely love this because I'm a college football guy. I want to see three more years of Trevor Lawrence. I would say, well, he didn't say he was staying for four. So we got two more years. Well, no, he says he won't leave college early. So that's, I think he means earlier than three years. No <laughs> fucking way he plays four years in college. Oh, I, I hope so. I hope he does. It'd be great. He's going to win th- three more Heismans if he does. Yeah, so. and he would probably walk away with four national championships. I th- If he stayed all four years, uh, I'm not trying to be hot takey here. I think he could be the best college quarterback we've ever seen if he stays for four years. I He's going to win the Heisman in his sophomore or junior year. And he will probably get another national championship yeah. in there too. Who's the best college quarterback you've ever seen? As far as like accomplishments, I think it's Tim Tebow. I agree. Just what he was able to do it for Florida. one game. It's Vince Young. For one game, or even like two years yeah. watching Vince play. But Tim Tebow is more accomplished than Vince Young. Yeah. He, he officially won a Heisman, and he got two national championships. Would you say Baker Mayfield was a better college quarterback than Vince Young? Uh, no. I wouldn't. I know that he won the Heisman. Yeah. But if you say you got one game, I'm who are you going to take? <laughs> Baker Mayfield or Vince Young? I think everyone should take Vince Young. Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray? Uh, I just lose. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, or Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel. Okay. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to throw something against the wall. If I had to power here. rank them, it would be Johnny Manziel, Kyler Murray. And then Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to ask you to play MFK with those guys because <laughs> I know what you would say. So, uh, I our buddy Jim Nagy, who's been on this show a lot, we love him. He runs the Senior Bowl. They went to Alabama's Junior Day, an emerging Senior Day, and I love that he did this. They measured Tua. They were like, you know what? Let's, let's get out in front it. of it. Let's, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's and find out how tall he is. Six foot tall, one quarter inch. Which is great. It's great. Because honestly, that's the news that he would he was going to be facing all year. Yeah. Is, is, is he 5'11"? Is he 5'10"? Now we don't have to worry about it. We can address the rest of it. Six foot tall, 230 pounds. Two is thick. Two, Two C's. Bowl of oatmeal. Whatever you want to say. Boys got ass. Are, are stealing that. And how about this? Henry Ruggs III, a wide receiver for them, reportedly, they clocked this. He ran a 4-2, mid 4-2 in the forty. That would have been best in this combine. Uh, yeah, in, but it's not electronic. I I just I don't believe it. I'm sure that he is very fast, and when he comes to the combine, he might go high four twos. But that's like your guy at Alabama probably timing you. Yeah, I don't know if Nagy timed that or not. We could ask. I, him. I don't know, but that's moving. If he if he's running that fast, you pair him with Jerry Judy. My God, there's so much talent in college football right now. I honestly. Like you were last year, I'm looking forward to next year's draft. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, 2020 is going to be fun. Uh, that's all day three of our draft coverage will be mellow on the desk asking about 2020. Yeah, well, wait. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. You need a receiver? Just wait. You're going to want to trade this uh, fourth-round pick <laughs> right. for next year's four because let me tell you about uh, this guy. Even Steven, just do it up. I wanted to ask you about something that uh, I'm torn about. It's, a, it's like asking me to pick which kid I like better. And not lie, you know, lying and not admitting that it's Emmett. Um, West Virginia is a school that I, I somewhat adopted over the college football season because, because of a fucking song. Of a song. And every week I sang the song. Every week we picked the West Virginia game, I sang the song. They didn't lose when I sang the song. But they came out on social media and posted a like a graphic of the schedule and they turned Texas upside down on the graphic. So the horns are upside down. Mm-hmm. I. Does it Why bother are, you? Like, is West Virginia, like, punching up? And you're like, okay, who cares? 
Yeah, it's a, you, it'd be like if Kansas made hey, fun kid, of Texas. Leave me alone. Like, right? move along. Yeah. Like yapping puppy. You're a chihuahua. Get, get out of here. Leg. You're irrelevant to me. I could smash you at any second. I don't understand why West Virginia is like picking a fight with Texas. Why are you trying to create this rivalry when there is it's non-existent? I don't yeah. get it. Like, go be rivals with Iowa State or something. Why <laughs> Texas? You're not geographically close. You're not competitively close to them. It's just, I don't get it. It is weird. Like, why not any other team in the Big 12? I just... I think because you got to take... It's like, Oklahoma's better than Texas right now, even though we split last right. year. But you would think you would, like, aim for the top. Yeah, you would. But I guess this is like people who, like, swing at me on Twitter. Like, they're not going to Mel Kuyper. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? You know what? I, I, it, or it's like the prison method. Like, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to fuck the biggest guy in here. Uh, who is it? Wait. I'm going to fuck up the biggest guy in here. I don't here. know what you're doing if you ever go to prison. I was going to fight somebody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that the strategy? I, just, I don't know. I but <laughs> uh, let's go with yours for now. Fight the biggest guy there. You're going to fuck him up. I think you got to start with Texas if that's where you're going and not little brother OU. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of the biggest guy, before we get to our top five players. I Somebody can, is holding DK's pocket. Can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> we should just go start calling him Debo. DK Metcalf. Is, so, it, you know, at the combine, oh, 1.6 or 1.8% body fat. And we're all like sitting around like, this isn't possible. We even said it on a show like, this is not possible. It's not healthy. Turns out it's actually not possible. It, a report, Pro Football Talk, came out like they talked to someone. The guy said, no, it's not possible. And it wouldn't, it's not healthy to be anywhere close to that. So we can finally squash. The DK yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that he is in absolutely amazing shape. We've all seen the pictures. It's just the yeah. 1.6 is wrong. Like, it's just not going to like, happen. Why lie? Right? And I, I'm not saying it was him. Like I, I definitely don't think it was him, but someone. I mean, somebody lied about the body fat percentage, and I think somebody also lied about Kyler Murray being 5'10". You think so? <laughs> are you in on that? I am in on it. I know that you are different, but I... I just, We'll find out. He's going to get measured at his pro day. He's too big to fail, too he, small to fail. Yeah, he's going to run at his pro day, too. I think he's going to be moving very quickly at his pro day. I, I would put him in the four fives, low I think four he fives. runs four fours at 207. It wouldn't surprise me. Do you think he weighs in? Yeah, he's going to measure, weigh, and run, and throw. He ain't scared. I mean, if you want to earn that top spot, that's what you have to do. Drafts can be very interesting. Mellow Stick to Football is known for its fun, its information, its analysis. Now we are known for the home of the man with the fastest 40-yard dash of the 2019 scouting combine, Zedrick Woods from Ole Miss, 4-2-9. I don't even, I've never moved that fast without like a car driving me. Zedrick, thank, thanks for coming on, man. Welcome to the show. What does it feel like to run 4-2-9? Oh, man, is it? First of all, it's just a blessing. I mean, I never would have dreamed in a million years I would ever run anything that fast. Is it was that a surprise for you though? Like there were a lot of guys that we had heard were gonna run a very fast 40, but did you even come out and surprise yourself with that time? Yeah, I mean, we've been training pretty good back here in Oxford. So I mean that my coach, my trainer, um, he was like, Okay, I know you can run four three. I mean, I ran four three before, but never in a million years that I thought I would break. Four, two. <laughs> yeah. So you you're training at school. Like you didn't go off to Exos or APEC or one of the like training facilities. You're just rocking in Oxford. Yes, sir. 
Well, good for you. That's yeah. I like that, man. Not, not enough guys do that. Just like stay home and train. So when did you know, like, I mean, I used to run a little track back in the day. I don't want to brag, but uh, when did you know, like, at 30 yards where you like, holy shit, I'm moving. Like, this might be a pretty good time. When does it enter your mind that, like, that was fast? Um, I just, I could tell. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be that fast, but, I mean, I had a good start. I felt smooth running. I mean, by the time you look up, you're already at the 40. So, I just finished through and then prayed for a good time and, we came back a great one. <laughs> now, did you look at your unofficial time? Is that what you see when you run the 40? Do you get a first look at that? Or how's that work for um, you? Well, actually, like, yeah, you don't you don't really know your time. So when I went to my phone, uh, one of my teammates had texted me at, like, 4-3. So I was like, well, I'm thankful for the 4 So I actually started doing position drills. And doing position drills, <laughs> one of the um, guys at the combine came up to me was like, 4-2, and I was like, what? I was like, who ran that? <laughs> yeah. Who's that man that just ran a 429? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, bro, was you? I was like, oh, man, I, I didn't know what to say. Especially because you're last, right? With the, It's alphabetical. So like, you're the last dude in the yeah. group. So you're like, who Who just got the Rich Eisen ran a 429? Yeah. What happened? Like, uh, I, we do want to talk to you about, you know, your time at Ole Miss, uh, some great receivers there. But I want to read something to you because we, we try to do a lot of research before we have guests on. And I came across a scouting report. Someone already has a scouting report out about you. And I want to read you a line and get your honest reaction to this. Okay, here it is. Three-year starter with decent size, but too far below the threshold with athletic movements, instincts, and recovery speed. <laughs> How does a guy who runs a 429 not have good recovery speed? I can't explain that one. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> whoever wrote that, I mean... I guess it's their job to write stuff, but I mean, I don't, I don't really look into things like that. I mean, because at the end of the day, it all comes down to what is the scout going to say when they watch my film. So I, I don't really worry about what uh, analyst has to say. I mean, if it's half the time, it's somebody who probably never played football, so it doesn't bother me to see what people have to say about me. I just keep it moving. Now, what about these people that do play football and they have a lot to say? Uh, talking about like GMs and all those interviews that you had to do at the Combine, a lot of times we hear about just some crazy-ass questions that they have to ask people. Did you get anything like that at the Combine? Um, I personally didn't get anything crazy. I mean, I guess if you stay out of trouble, I mean, there's nothing really crazy that they could ask. So I'm really thankful that God kept me out of trouble. So it was pretty smooth. I mean, I was asked some tough questions on you know, why did you perform like this or why did you make this decision in in that certain play? I mean, you got to be honest. So that's probably the toughest I got. Did you hear about any, because like there was a big old Miss crew down there. Any of the guys like, you know, y'all get together after the fact you're texting. What's the craziest question you heard anyone get asked? Um, I heard they got like a counter test. So it was like 1A, 2B, 3C, 4D. They were asked to keep going. So someone just, just stopped like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with this, so I'm just going to quit. Now, how was the whole combine <laughs> process for you, though? Was it an enjoyable time? Because I've heard that it actually it just it sucks for the players. You go, they work you to death, they put you through all these interviews. What was your take on it? I mean, it's honestly, it's a, it's a great experience. I mean, there's nothing vacation about it, so if anybody leading up to the combine thinks they're going there to have a good time and get gear, that's not really what it's about. I mean, it's about going there to work. I mean, you're going to go through tests. So, I mean, you got to, they're going, they're going to challenge you in, in certain ways to test your patience. Um, 
see how you operate in difficult circumstances. I mean, I guess that's what that's really what it's set up to be. See how you perform in those type of circumstances where you're up early in the morning, you're going to sleep late at night, you have meetings all day, physicals, testing all day. And then on the last day, you finally get to go out there mentally trained and do what we do best is play football. But um, overall, it's a great experience. I mean, any other person that wasn't there probably would die to be in those shoes. So I was grateful for the opportunity. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I don't think a lot of folks realize just watching it on TV that the last thing you do is like you run your 40, do positional drills and then do agilities like your short shuttle, your three cone, mm-hmm. and then you're on a bus like out of town. So by the time yeah, you actually run, out. yeah, by the time you run like you're gassed. So that yeah. leads us right into uh, some guys you played with. DK Metcalf runs a freakish 40, but really struggled in his agilities. AJ Brown just an all-around really good player. Uh, Lodge, another really good player. You saw those dudes every day in practice. Which one do you think mm-hmm. would be the best NFL receiver? Um, It's hard to decipher because each one of them brings something different to the game. So I think all of them would be prosperous, but um, just just the different tools that all of them have. I mean, DK, he's a guy that, I mean, you can't, I don't think you can really plan for something like that. Um, AJ, he has the best hands I've probably ever seen a receiver played against or no receiver with better hands than him. Um, Lodge is one of those do it all guys. So he can go get the jump ball. He can run past you. Um, he can catch, he makes ridiculous catches. I mean, like NFL good on Sunday catches in practice. So, I mean, all of them have a great future ahead of them. Well, one thing that a lot of people did ask about your teammates there is how the hell would you jam a guy like DK Metcalf? So uh, let's go to you for it, because I'm sure that you've had to try to get your hands on him before. Is he a difficult jam? And what kind of strategies would you use against a big physical receiver like that? Um, A guy like DK, I mean, first of all, you got to understand how physical he is. So if you're pressing him or about to jam him, my advice would be to just know what you're up against, because it's not going to be nothing nice, pretty, nothing easy about it. I mean, probably he very seldom gets gets jammed up. I mean, it's something that he actually took pride in. I watched him improve on getting off the line. I mean, it's just, it's just he's just something you, I mean, I don't even know how you, how would the other team even game plan for it. And then if you take him away, then we got four more that can do the same thing. So, I mean, you just got to be on just, just everything has to be perfect, <laughs> almost to the best of your ability to cover him. Yeah, Ole Miss had a ton of talent. We saw it uh, at the Combine, and, and there's some good dudes coming up as well. With all that talent, what has been lacking there? Because like this past year, y'all finished 5-7. and seven. Obviously, mm-hmm. the SEC's tough, but how does a team with that much talent not get the results on the field? I mean, as far as from a football standpoint, I mean, a coach can only do so much. At some point, it's just us as players. So, I mean, we get a lot of backlash, people going at our coaches, but it's on us as the, the players and teams. I mean, they can give us present us information, but we have to take it in on ourselves to get the job done, to help them, you know, look good, keep their jobs, and at the same time, get us victory. So it's just us as a team being attention to detail. We lack that sometimes, which cause, I mean, we spot a team 21 points to try to play comeback. I mean, that's hard to do in the SEC. So just us as a team, uh, staying attention to detail, that's that's really what it was. Nothing that I mean, wasn't nothing special about it. It's just us being focused. You did uh, kind of go through some adversity there with the coaching staff. After the whole Hugh Freeze thing, did you ever think about transferring to? I know you guys lost Shea Patterson, but with Matt Luke coming in, did that ever cross your mind? Uh, not one time. I mean, I love this program. I had um, devoted myself to him, so I would never just up and leave on somebody I've been working with through the, the whole summer, the, my whole time here. I mean, 
without them, I would have never had the opportunity to play at this level. So I just embraced it. Um, I was ready to move on from it. As a team, we we actually became closer despite the record. I would say we came like we were closer than I've ever seen it at Ole Miss since I've been here. But um, no, nah, I never thought about transferring. Yeah, anybody who's ever seen the campus at Ole Miss with the selection of girls that there are walking around there would never leave Ole Miss. I would probably try to buy a house there if I were you. <laughs> no, I got to get out of here. I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, what what is your expectation right now? I mean, you've, you've still got your pro day coming up, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, I assume you're not running the 40 again at your pro day. You're probably just going to sit that one out. Is that right? Right. Yes, yeah, sir. smart move. That's a very smart move. What is your expectation for draft weekend? I mean, are, are you, you know, I, I've seen you ranked all over the place. We're still going through our process of evaluating and ranking players right now. What What are you hearing? What are you feeling? Where Where do you think you might end up? To be honest, I mean, I never, I never really like pay attention to it. I mean, God is gonna put me where He wants me to be, so I don't really stress about it. Um, I just take it upon myself to to show them. The best way I can, every opportunity I get to show a scout why, why, you know, why would they draft me? That's the that's the only thing that's really on my mind. So when they come in for pro day, I want to do everything to the best of my ability to show them, okay, he can do this, he can do that, whatever I need to work on, show them that I can do everything that they want to see. So, I mean, I don't really discuss grading and projections and stuff like that because at the end of the day, it's a projection. Anything can happen, so I really don't worry about it. Well, man, I hope you end up with my Kansas City Chiefs for a couple reasons. <laughs> One, we need a corner. Two, I need to see you race Tyreek Hill. I need it in my life. <laughs> is there one guy in the NFL that you're like, because you're a hitter, like you're a good hitter. Is there one guy you're like, I can't wait to smoke that dude. If he comes over the middle, like lights out. I, there's got to be somebody. I mean, I mean, I don't have no hate towards anybody. Nobody in the league that just be like, oh, I just want to knock him out. But... Um, any given Sunday, Saturday, uh, well, Thursday, Monday, whatever they have play on, <laughs> if you're on the other team, you're liable to, to get hit. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Let's let's let you go on that one, man, because it's not going to get any better than that. Uh, congratulations on a four two nine. That's crazy. Uh, we we definitely have had fun talking to you, man, and and good luck at your pro day and and come draft weekend too. We'll be rooting for you, dude. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, we're back on stick to football, and it's time for our top five favorite active college football players. Uh, we're doing a little series here, I think, unless we get interrupted by all of the travel we're doing next week. Next week's all, I will be in New York Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We will be in Nashville Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Thursday for night, a great meetup that we are doing. I'm so excited for the honey fire barbecue. So excited. Seven o'clock Thursday, March 14th. We'll also be there. If anyone's going to Nashville for St. Patty's day, we're not doing a meetup, but if you see us, I'm wearing a kick-ass Willie Nelson, St. Patty's Day t-shirt. And I know you're wondering how you were in a Willie Nelson. It's just a big old St. fat Patty's blunt Day. that's green or something. I don't remember what it says. What does it say? <laughs> Feeling Willie lucky. That's what it is. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So we'll be out there. I'm the tattooed pudgy guy in a Willie Nelson t-shirt. So there's a lot of those in Nashville. I know it'd be hard to find, but we will be blending in. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's our country. All right. There. Let's... Uh, you know time it is. It's got that time. paper going. Got that Let me just paper. Shake my computer so you can hear my Google Doc that I have. All right. Open. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. I defer. Might as well. So, uh, obvious first pick here. <laughs> I absolutely love Trevor Lawrence. And we've already talked about him a lot this show. Kind of looks like your ex wife. Yeah. But she was hot too. <laughs> so, <laughs> saying. 
I no, I love everything about him. I it took me like three weeks to come around on him because of the hair. I he's one of my favorite players that I've ever seen play. As a prospect, I just I haven't found anything wrong with him yet. I thought he was going to be a fragile quarterback. Then I watched him about get his head ripped off early in the season, and he bounced right back from it. He's got the arm strength, the anticipation, yeah. mobility, everything. Six six, two twenty five. He is God's gift to football. I he's not. He doesn't look that big. Right. Like, he is. Because he's still kind of lanky. I mean, he's like yeah. an 18, 19 year old kid. So I think there's still a lot of room for him to grow. By the time that he's a senior, when he comes out, I think he's going to be like 240. I blame Paige for this, by the way. Yeah, that is probably completely yeah, her fault because I did hate him. And then I was like, ah, oh, I better, better take a second yeah. look. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Wait, he's really good. Uh, so I didn't even put him on my board. Because I knew I wasn't getting you shouldn't. It. So uh, tops on my board, you know, it's the Texas Tebow, Sam Ellinger. <laughs> now, I've loved watching this guy develop. And I also think he's one of the favorites to win the Heisman Trophy next year. If it's not Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Travis Etienne, Sam Ellinger should be right there in the conversation with them. Texas is back. Thanks to old Sammy out there wearing that 11, looking like yeah. a jacked up Major Applewhite. He was actually good at football and not a douchebag. So I love Sam Alligator, man. I, I think they're going to be dangerous this year, and he's going to be the catalyst for all that. You know, something that's really weird about our fandom with Texas is that I am so hard on the Texas guys. Yeah, you are. He's a very good quarterback, and I've even last year talked about, like, oh, he won't even get drafted. Like, this dude can't throw. He threw, like, 250 consecutive passes without an interception, yeah. and I'm still like, no, fuck that. He, he they're all tracked down. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would LJ Humphrey come out? Like he that's stupid. Should but have. He did. Uh let's keep it moving here with our favorite players. We're gonna four eight. Dude, something's happening to me. I don't know what it is because I'm not going Texas. I'm going Clemson again. I love Justin Ross almost what? as much as I love Trevor Lawrence. Uh what he was able to do. I think he's gonna come on strong as a sophomore, and I predict he has a better year than T. Higgins. I say, why not T. Higgins? Who is an amazing receiver as well. I think there's just more chemistry there with Justin Ross. His hands are unbelievable. We watched him in the college football playoff. The, the dude is unreal. So I'm going to take Justin Ross here because I don't want you to take him. He was on my list. Well, I still want him at number two. You have started to like the wrong color orange. I, I like Clemson. I think they're I orange, would, right? <laughs> I'm going to be rooting for Texas to win the national championship. As soon as they're out, I'm rooting for Clemson to Week do it. Week three. <laughs> tell you. Maybe. Number two for me, I really thought you were going to go here. Grant Delpit, safety from LSU. Everything you want in a safety prospect. A lot of people are probably like, why not Caden Stearns? Because I'm trying to spread it out a little bit. I, I love the way Delpit plays. I think he's more Derwin James than he is Jamal Adams. But like Jamal-type character and leadership, not that Derwin was lacking in any way in that area, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Delpit's rocking that 18 before it's too long. No. He's wearing seven next year. Never mind. It came out today. He's wearing number seven. Number seven, like Fournette, Honey Badger. That's clean. Yeah, it's going to look good. And so is Grant Delpit on the field. He is one of my favorite safety prospects. I think he's a do-it-all safety. Just they like him to play in the box in the SEC and do that more strong safety role. But he could play free. Roam him. I would put a purple Grant Delpit jersey up in the office. I would like a white one. I like the purple. I like the purple. You wouldn't because you always go like the opposite of me. <laughs> for wrong. as much as we have in common, we're very different. Well, sometimes. you have two Clemson players on your list. I don't know. You're yeah. going to go T. Higgins next? Uh, maybe. I don't know. No, I'm going Travis Etienne. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm going to go with an Ohio State guy uh, because 
Chase Young didn't get enough love. I know even watching the Ohio State games, all anybody talked about was, oh, Nick Bosa's out. Chase Young is going to be a very good prospect as well. And he is my favorite for probably defense of the defense Heisman guy. Yeah. We talked about Grant Delpit already. Chase Young can get after the quarterback. He's going to be very similar. He took right over for Nick Bosa last year, and that defense didn't miss a beat. We're talking about one of the best prospects in the draft, and they're just like, nah, we're good. We have Chase Young. I love this dude. So these are our favorite, not the best, right? Yeah, these are favorites. I, I okay. really like Chase Young. Yeah, no, I agree. He's really good. He would be on either list. I liked him as a freshman. I'm just trying to figure out where I go next. Because if it's the best, I would be Jerry Judy or Jonathan Taylor. But you told me it's our favorite. Favorite. AJ Epinesa, Iowa. Oh, I God. love this dude. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a top 10 pick. Like, it's going to happen. So not only is he really good, I love the way he plays. I've been talking about him for like way too long for a sophomore uh, who could not come out this year and was actually a backup. But Man, I do. I love this kid. Get in on him early because he is the real deal playing defensive end for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, and he, Matt Bowen. He fits in right with what Iowa has Iowa has always been. He is an Iowa guy through and through. And just so we can solidify that this is a favorites list, not a like top prospect list, I'm gonna go with the little guy out of Purdue. Rondell Moore, I absolutely love him from the second he signed with Purdue. I was like, all right, that's a good fit for him. He's going to get on the field early, and he did it. Week one just took off. He is like a Tyreek Hill type guy, I think. He is very, very fast, very strong. I love the way that he plays at Purdue, and that's why I'm taking him here before you can get your hands on him. I, he wasn't on my list either. We don't even agree. I'm going to read the anymore. rest of my list when we're done. I think that's... You know what? I think the guy that I'm going to take next isn't going to be on your list either. We'll so. see. Uh, I'm going to take Dylan Moses next. Got to get some defense on my list from Alabama. And, and we talked about this on a, a previous show. They have a, so much talent there, but Dylan Moses is the dude. He was a four or five-star recruit coming out of high school. He's next in that, like, Devin White, Miles Jack kind of linebacker prospect. So I'm excited to see him. And I do. I, just, I like Terrell Lewis there. I love their secondary, but... When I watch their defense next year, it's going to be all about Dylan Moses. I like that pick. And I think we are missing one very obvious Alabama player yeah. that we haven't even mentioned yet. So I am going to go ahead. I'll mention him right here. Patrick Sertan <laughs> is one of the best fucking corners I've ever seen. I love him. He's a freshman, and he is starting at Alabama at corner. This is a, a team that produces year after year at that position, and they have him coming in almost day one playing and then earning a starting role. They put him on Justin Ross in the national championship game. That's how good this kid could be. I love him. He's one of my favorites. I don't need Tua. Give me Patrick Sertan. Yeah, he's 6'2", 203 pounds. He's got it all. So, yeah, Tua, obviously, if we were making a list of the best players, he'd be in the top five or six, I would think. Yeah, he just, for me, he got overhyped last year. I agree. Very good quarterback, but he's, he's not one of my favorites. So, it's a favorites list. And I'm not going to take someone that a lot of people would have put on a favorites list for a guy from Missouri who's a Texas fan. I love Adrian Martinez and Nebraska. Like he had, he I think because they weren't good, a lot right. of people tuned him out and they were like, oh, he's whatever, he's not good. No, he's really good. Go watch them at the end of the year when they're like giving team, like giving Ohio State all they can fucking handle. Adrian Martinez, I think, wins the Heisman Trophy if he stays four years at Nebraska. I really like his game too. I think that. Crouch can use him very effectively. A Frost. Which one? You said you said, I Crouch. said Crouch. They're the same guy. Frost. <laughs> what he did with McKenzie Melton 
Mackenzie Melton is a little bitty guy. Yeah. He was not highly recruited. Adrian Martinez was. I know he missed a year of football. So I think last year was him just getting acclimated to the game, playing in the Big 12 or the Big 10 with all that speed. I think you're right. He could be very dangerous once he is in year three, year four of that offense. Yeah, you want to read the rest of your list, guys, that didn't make it? Mine, Jerry Judy, wide receiver Alabama. He was on mine too. Jonathan Taylor touchdown from Wisconsin. He was on is mine. I'm going to catch on. I just came up. With I mean, I think it should. We called I'm him that last there. year. Uh, Travis Etienne. Yep. Caden Stearns. He didn't go on my list. I actually thought he'd be a lot higher on yours. Oh, yeah. And then Colin Johnson. Okay. So I had a lot of those guys too. Uh, Sam Ellinger. Obviously, you already said him. Uh, LaViscus Chenault, the receiver like out of Colorado. Colorado I really like. Uh, I thought he was draft eligible. I kind of messed up there. I thought he maybe was a guy that's going to come out this year. But next year, I think he's going to be very high on people's boards. That receiver class is special. Another receiver that I really like is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. I've always loved him as well. I think he is a guy that I would love to see him take off and do really good things this year. That The receiver crew is so deep at Michigan, though. I'm going to make a T-shirt that is quotation marks, and it says good things. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's draft on draft time, and I mistakenly already popped my top. So, same Z's. Oops. You want me to take a drink? That's great radio. It's great. All right, Patrick Chamberlain. I love this guy, and he sends in two wonderful questions. If you want to win the sticky of the year for 2019, I think number one, come to a meetup. But <laughs> trying to overtake Patrick Chamberlain at this point might be impossible. Like he is way out in front of this race. Yeah, but he's got to come to a meetup. Is the thing. He's I don't... in New York. Yep. I think he's gonna have a chance. Just saying. So too. I think he's gonna have a really <laughs> Maybe good shot. Sometime in late April. I think he's gonna have. Uh, I think he's gonna have a chance. Question number one: What do you think of analytics like Spark and Speed Course? Do you find them helpful? And are there some positions they're more useful for than others? I um I I don't track them. Like we don't, we track a lot of things um, when we're scouting for draft 400. That's not one of them, but I have always been in the mindset that I will use anything that helps me do my job. Yeah. I, I don't look into it a lot either. I know that we've seen some guys from like Texas. Malik Jefferson was one who just like, like blew up the spark scores and it hasn't translated to the football field at all. So great athlete. I think maybe that's something you could use to break a tie yeah. between two players, but I want to see what you can do on the field, and a lot of the spark stuff hasn't transitioned so far. I, I think you know, we could do a whole show on how we scout players, but you know, like first and foremost is watch the player, right? Yeah, and then we get into Senior Bowl or All Star Game Combine, and then you look at extra data, whether it's Pro Football Focus, you know, Spark things like that. But I mean, ninety percent of the grade is still watching a guy play football for me. Yeah, me too. So the spark scores. Yeah, never really I mean, got cool. into them. Like I, I don't. I can't really, tell you everything. I they actually, do. I look at it more in terms of recruiting. Like when Texas gets a guy, I'll go look at what he did with the spark. Like what kind yeah. of athlete do we have coming? But in? like you said, with Mike Jefferson, it doesn't always yeah. carry over. Instincts hey, can't be measured on a plate that you stand on. No, not at all. Unfortunately, and that's what he lacked. I wasn't going to call him out. Question number two, and this is the important one. Let's get Girl Scout power rankings. So. Let's get Girl Scout cookie power rankings. Did I not say that? You said Girl Scout. <laughs> well, we both had one this show, didn't we? Uh, for me, 
I am not a huge fan of the Girl Scout cookies. There's one in particular that I do love, and it's the peanut butter patties. That's the only one I like, too. Me, too. Like, uh, growing up in our household. mom would buy. Exactly. You got one They're one probably flavor. cheaper. <laughs> they probably like, That's... So somebody rocked my world when I talked about Girl Scout cookies, and they told me, you can just buy those at Walmart now. What? You can, and they are $1.98 a package instead of, like, the $6 that you have to pay those so little girls. So if you're not from the Midwest, apparently these are also called tagalongs. Well, we call them peanut butter patties. I've always called them that. And you put them in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. So uh, I want to tell a true story. Most of my best friends are in this room. You guys could tell, yell at everybody if I'm lying. Dance did. I don't really like desserts. So I'm that way too. I have yeah. a, I work with a teacher and she is a fantastic cook and like baker. And she always makes these fancy desserts. And I just, I don't really care for them. I don't eat a whole lot of sweets. If I do, it's like a Dr. Pepper. Give me that for dessert. Yeah, my sweet's a Boulevard wheat. Yeah. Like that's no, I'm I like a beef jerky yeah, cracker kind of guy. Same, like meat and cheese. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to tell looking at me because I'm in such good shape as I've hit my mid thirties. But I really like pizza, cheeseburgers, and beer. <laughs> right, like <laughs> that's the way to my heart. So literally, also probably <laughs> what's going to kill my heart. It's the reason you can't get to my heart because everything's <laughs> yeah. clogged, it's just right blocked there. up. Uh, thin mints are trash, though. Yeah, that's a popular one, but I don't, I don't like mint. At all. Like the little Olive Garden mints you get after. Oh, I like those. No. Trash. Don't like If I'm like getting them. a mint, it's in church from my dad's pocket. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> That's like, been a minute. That's only a minute I like. Are, Jordan, there, are there any other cookies that you do like on this list? Uh, of Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. I'm, no. I'm looking at a list. and I've had Thin Mints and Tagalo- or Peanut Butter Patties. That's it. Me too. Anybody else? Nope. I don't know. Shortbread Cole said. Whatever Cole that is. Down on some he looks like a guy that would eat some Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to play Red Dead for four hours and eat some Girl Scout cookies. He's shaking his head like, yeah, that, yep, that's what he's doing tomorrow. <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I don't even like cookies. I like the original Chips Ahoy. The hard ones? Yep. Yeah, you got to dip them in milk. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not a monster. Yeah. I'm an old man. I like to gum my food, okay? <laughs> I got to dip my cookie in some milk first. Uh, I like homemade cookies. When I was a kid, uh, there was a lady in our neighborhood who used to make, they were called snickerdoodles. Remember those? No, and I don't remember what you're talking about. You we grew up together. young, <laughs> but she would make snickerdoodles, and they're good. They're like, it's like kind of like a sugar cookie, but cinnamon. Mm. And they were really good. Really good. I, well, I think I like sugar cookies. If I don't live with you, I don't eat your food. It's pretty much my rule. So she probably did come to the house, and I was like, no thanks, lady. She was our Sunday school teacher. Just name her. Nona Benner? Bentner? Yeah. She made really good cookies. Yeah. Really All right. Good. All right. Jordan Polakowski, what would be the better option for the Steelers in first and second rounds? Devin Bush and Amani Awarie or Byron Murphy, Mac Wilson? Uh, I'd rather have Byron Murphy, Mac Wilson. And I love that Jordan's doing this because we've talked a lot about lately stacking your picks. Mm-hmm. And I would rather have Byron Murphy, Mac Wilson. Gosh, I love Devin Bush, though. But I think the better tandem there is going to be Byron Murphy and Mac Wilson. Because I really like Byron Murphy, too. I know that maybe disappointed a little bit in the 40, but... I think you, he bulked up. You, yeah, and you still see it on film. Like He can cover. He's not slow with a four five five. He can cover. And Mac Wilson, I think, is a better prospect than Amani is. So I'm going to take that tandem, too. Yeah, uh, it's, that's an easy one for me. But again, love where your head's at. Mike Spencer, KKS. Uh Thoughts and prayers still with you after the the cat uh, passing, the passing of your cat. What's your most proud draft hit? Someone you were much higher on the, than the consensus. And he said that I cannot use Michael Thomas. Because that one's 
It's too easy. You talk about it on Twitter all the time. Kind of like I talk about Puna Ford all the time. I think that's the obvious one for me. I also, I really loved Cooper Cup. Those were two of my big ones that I guess were like sleeper picks for me. So I I don't know who else I've really hit on. George Kittle would be mine, I think, maybe. Did you really like him? Yeah. I the, like my, the ranking didn't show it as much as it should have, but I read an article how he was like the sleeper of the draft. So, yeah. um, you've had a lot of hits like Alshon Jeffrey. You loved him. Yeah, you've also been doing this for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot more misses. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I haven't really stacked those up. <laughs> I missed yeah. very badly on Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably your biggest one. Yeah, that's right. Still love you, you Pat. Thanks actually, for listening. I want to say, I'll, I'll call myself out here. A lot of people always point to Trent Richardson for obvious reasons. They should. But I had Tank Carradine as the number five player in the 2013 NFL draft class. That was a bad draft. but Yeah. And it was he it was one of those dudes that tore his ACL and just never came back. But that was a bad ranking by me. Real bad. It's hard to predict, like, defensive linemen where they're, what they're going to do. Yeah, it so, is. I mean, Vito Vea got drafted very high last year, and look at that one. So you weren't the only one who I'm sure missed on Tank Carey. Yeah, you know, I really like Melvin Ingram. I'm looking back at my old rankings. I like a lot higher than he was drafted, so that was... And I know everybody's like, who was like a late-round guy that you liked, but I don't know, that's harder. I don't know. If you, if you like a guy, you're very tuned in with the NFL, so I think if you like a guy, they will probably start to like a guy. Yeah. It's hard to find a diamond in the rough. Anymore, in the it really is. Yeah, I'm look. Uh, I liked Andy Dalton. Does that count? Ooh. Are you proud of that one? Yeah, I mean he's been a starter for like eight years in the NFL. I'll take that. Okay, that's a second round pick. <laughs> oh, Shit. that's true. Yeah. There were a lot of other quarterbacks taken yeah. in front of him. Yeah, hasn't won Blaine a playoff Gabbard, game, but Jake Locker was that the Cam Newton year yeah. too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. No, he's not better than Cam. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just not. He's just not. I don't want to make that argument. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Vernon Pollard, when shopping a player for a trade, do GMs ring all the other teams, or is it like Madden and there's an actual trade block? I wish there were. How fucking cool would that be to just be like the transfer portal? Yeah, just pull it up. Who do you have in there? We're (laughs) trading uh, Case Keenum. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait. The system says that's not a good trade. We got to throw in a seventh-round pick, too. All right. It's it's official. Congrats. You have two Colt McCoys. We're Uh, in green now. Yeah. So there's not. I think there should be. That'd be cool, but... You also, like, there's some protection to that. You don't want every team to know, and you don't want it to leak. Like, anytime a player hits the transfer portal, it's on Twitter. You don't always want a guy to know you're shopping him because you might end up keeping him, and you need mm-hmm. everything to be cool. So it's more of just a, you know, if Melo's a GM and I'm a GM, I would call and say, hey, you know, we got this Connor Rogers guy. <laughs> you know, right. it's, uh, here's, we're looking for a return like a Daniel Jeremiah. <laughs> and we're going to throw a lot of picks, but we want to make this happen. So I wouldn't trade Connor for Daniels. Oh, no. Yeah. No, not with that. DJ hair. doesn't curse, so he wouldn't fit in. He doesn't curse a drink. No. He's too nice for six football. That's why, That's why he hasn't been on. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we could be friends, and uh, he's just he's way too nice. Yeah. See you at church. Yep. Tyler Warden, last question. What could happen on draft night that would shock the world? Uh, Kyler Murray falling out of the top ten. Yeah, because Kyler Murray going first is no longer a shock the world thing. No, I really think it's going to happen. I would guess maybe Josh Rosen not being traded before the draft Yeah, would shock me. As far as top 10, the last thing that surprised me was Laramie Tunsil. But last year, Terrell Edmonds and Rashad Penny going around one surprised me. That did surprise me a lot, too. Like Those were the picks where I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, so it's, it's hard to say a lot could happen. 
that would surprise us. But I think if Kyler falls out of the top 10, I'd be like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, it is. Like you said, when you when you live in that world, it's hard to be surprised. Like, Josh Jacobs falling out of the first round. I heard that injury might be a lot worse than people think. Yeah. I mean, like I always like break news at the end of a show. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have heard that <laughs> he might be slipping. Yeah. Yeah, one of his legs is falling off. But other than that, uh, should be fine. All right, that's our show. Mello and I are off uh, until Monday morning. But we do have a new radio show uh, on Fox Sports Joplin that starts on Saturday morning. We'd love for you guys to check it out. You can do that on a simple radio app. Just look for Joplin, Missouri. It's the only sports radio station. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, you can check out our Twitter as well. We'll be posting links. So uh, do that if you're bored Saturday morning. Uh, if you're not, then uh, don't. But we'll be back Monday morning with Connor. Uh, we've got an interview with Voshan Joseph that Mello and I did this evening. It's a good one you'll want to check out. And we're going to be doing Mock Draft Monday. That sounds good. I like it. We'll talk to you guys then. <laughs> <laughs>